What's up, Immortal X friends? It's Cody. And Riley. And we are coming to you from both ends of the Immortus engine. Um, from the beginning <laughs> and the end. Um, are we the same person? Are we not? What's going on? Um, is this the beginning? Is this the end? We, of course, are talking about uh, Ultimate Invasion number four today. And the beginning of the new Marvel Ultimate Universe. Riley, how you dun, feeling? Dun, dun. Um, dude, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am still I'm still teetering on the line of like, was Ultimate Invasion as an entity like a home run for me? Or <laughs> Was it just kind of like a stepping stone and it'll like with the the benefit of time maybe like present itself a little more favorably? I, I think guess. I think that's that's the question that I'm asking myself as well. Um, you and I say this with so much love in my heart, you had the luxury, Riley, of reading House and Powers and immediately knowing that it was going to go into so many other things. Yeah. Um, while reading House and Powers, and it was a much longer book than, than Ultimate Invasion, um, it, it felt similar. Mm-hmm. It felt like a, well, like, they're setting up a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is, there, is there payoff? Sure. Is there not? Is that it? Like... I still love it. I feel, I feel like it challenged my my intellect mm-hmm. while reading it. Sure. I feel like I had to read a few pages twice, but not in a I'm bored way, but mm-hmm. in a what was being said? What did I miss? Um, uh, it was cool. It was cool, but it, it's it's definitely cool. um, it's it's clearly not over. Right. It's it's clearly the beginning of something. We now know what it's the beginning of yes um and i think it was about two weeks ago no it was last month it was last month when ultimate invasion 3 came out Mm -hmm. i remember you and i having the talk where we're like i think this is less of a like an illuminati versus the maker miniseries Mm -hmm. which it was seemed like it was going to be which is kind of pitched as yeah um at least in the solicits and i think we both had a moment where we're like oh i think we're getting the rules in a house of X kind of way for right. something that's to come. And turns out we were kind of right. Kind of. Um, this book will sound like a crazy person. Like if we tried to like summarize it and go beat by beat, but mm-hmm. um, essentially Howard Stark is working with uh, this new earth six, one, six zeros Reed Richards, who is this earth's doctor doom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working for the maker to basically complete an Immortus engine um, that they may have already built for the maker. And they make it, but they make it with some adjustments. Mm-hmm. And instead of just making it for the maker to do his maker things, they basically turn it into a kind of a time bomb. Am I tracking so far? Like, does this sound kind of what you read too? Yeah, okay, this is, this is what I <laughs> this, this is what I took from it as well. Yes. They made a time bomb that instead they they let off in the Maker's city mm-hmm. to both trap the Maker there as well as Kang from the future. Yeah, 
they take down the shield. They take down the shield that was his Kang from the future was sending his own army of like genetic super soldiers and Thors and Ant Mans and Wasps. Who are and kind of like his little zealot army. Yeah, his zealot army to come and destroy the Maker. Mm-hmm. And in the process, the Maker remembers that he went to the end of this timeline that he was building to see what it was like and he saw Kang there mm-hmm. and was like you can't be my end I must be the end I'm, this is good so far right? this is good so far and then, yes and then doc, jump in whatever but then Dr. Doom Reed Richards escapes he does he escapes and he escapes with something we don't really quite know what tech he is he escaped with a message and I took what I took from this is it looks like another Amortis another engine Amortis engine that gets retrofitted into <clears throat> the the chest plate of, of the of new young Tony Stark, yes. who does not become Iron Man in this universe, but becomes Iron Lad, who we know becomes becomes Kang, Kang the Conqueror, and he has his helmet even looks similar. And, yeah, and Howard Stark in the city after he sets off his time bomb lifts off the mask of Kang. Yeah, and it doesn't lay out explicitly that it's Tony in the suit, but from several hints you can kind you of You can kind of tell that, what's going yeah. on. So, while that's happening, kind of the secret cabal that we met in issue 3 of the Rasputin family, um the Sunfire, Silver Samurai, Viper Gang. Papa Da Costa. Papa Da Costa. And the Immortal Hulk. And and the Moon Knight twins. Yes. Um, They pretty much basically say, hey, we've been playing a game where we've been taking turns being like the international baddies. But now there's, there's no one protecting America. So what if we tried to divide it up? Who's going to stand in our way? Yeah. Which the setup of this, it, this issue ends now with Dr. Doom and Iron Lad discovering a previously missing in this universe, Captain America, mm-hmm. and basically saying the ultimate universe is just beginning. And there's a, a really interesting line from Howard Stark, who sent a letter to his son, basically saying like, I hope, like, we need hope, mm-hmm. and we need inspiration, and um, get ready to stand against bad people. Um, I think once I realized, Riley, that this was, oh, and and it looks like the time bomb, <laughs> the time bomb in the city is going to take two years to open. Yes. And no one knows if it's going to be, like, if people inside are going to be highly evolved and ready to attack. Yeah. Or if it's going to be complete obliteration. Because the maker won't reveal the secret of how, of how exactly works. how long passes in the city with time <clears throat> in the outside world. So here's where I'm at. And this yeah. is why I'm really excited. This book did a lot of things. And later on in this episode, we're going to talk about um, things that we loved about the old Ultimate Universe things that we did not like and things that we're hoping for in this new one. But this book did what House and Powers did, where it is promising a coming threat. Mm-hmm. 
it's establishing kind of new rules in a way that instantly changes any form of Avengers team up or superheroes that we've seen in Marvel. Um, and it's kind of like there, there's kind of a reset board with with some very extreme sci-fi elements, um, but kind of an endless potential that's basically gets to be a what if Jonathan Hickman Marvel Universe. Yeah. 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 It kind of lays the pieces out. It lays the pieces out. It lays a few big pieces out. A few very exciting pieces out. There's a renegade Doctor Doom Reed Richards who is teamed up with a young Iron Man. And we, at this point, don't know exactly the, um, like, the ethical stance that these people hold you know that like tony stark is iron lad who eventually likely will become kang yeah and we don't yet know that in this moment he is like morally and ethically compromised and the same for this this universe's dr doom like we can gather that he's probably not like our perfect shining hero because he spent so much time in the captivity of the maker and stuff Mm -hmm. um and it, it might just be wrong for a Doctor Doom character to be all good. But at this point, they seem like the two leaders of what will become the, the next year. The new Ultimates. Yes. The new whatever. Which it seems like, in turn, the Ultimates end up becoming Kang and his army in the future. Yeah. Um. This is such a remix of... I think what's cool, I think ending it today and talking about it now, like... This is a remix of stuff that he's played with in his, um, oh my gosh, Infinite Avengers arc mm-hmm. leading up to Secret Wars yeah, with Kang and Immortus and all of that at the end of time and kind of the archetypes of Avengers yes. lasting forever. Like, mm-hmm. he's getting to play with that again. He's getting to play with a Reed variant again. Mm-hmm. And... He loves his Reed Richards, And man. once again, dude, we're starting off... We're getting another, like... Iron Man, Captain America coming together to start a team in a new way. Like, I don't want him to just replay his hits. Yeah. But this is setting up to allow him to play to his hits. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's where I'm kind of left. But it's not been announced that he's writing the Ultimates book. Right. So that's that's the question, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like we we'll talk in a moment about ultimate spider-man and that announcement being very exciting but he's laying out all of these pieces but how much of this is he going to be you know is he going to be the one in the batter's box for all of these books or not you know yeah um and i don't think so i don't think he is i don't think he is like i don't think he's going to be writing an ongoing ultimate spider-man and ultimates book but i also think he's proven at least to us and i think to marvel sales for the past several years that like that he can lead a team yeah with something set up so it's like Mm -hmm. you know reading house and powers like i wanted to know about how the hellfire trading company was going to run things sure he didn't write that book Mm -hmm. duggan did and ended up being really cool Mm -hmm. while his actual x-men title just kept adding to the house and powers lore yeah and I'm like, are we going to get that? Like, is Ultimate, <laughs> is Ultimate Spider-Man going to be the flagship book? 
is someone like Al Ewing going to come in and run ultimate? Like, I think there's so many things that could happen right now that it's yeah. just kind of, it's, it's an ultimate wild card. Well, and the thing that has been kind of pinging in my brain for the last couple hours since reading the issue is we have another one shot coming mm-hmm. in a month's time. And as far as we know, that is the only thing left for us in this universe until it completely kickstarts come January of this upcoming year, right? So what is that issue going to be? You know, what is Ultimate Universe issue one? Is it going to be more of a rule book? Is this like maybe Hickman is planning on doing just like a couple of annual type books a year that kind of throw in some lore a la his X-Men run, right? this really reminds me, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, of when um, DC was rebooting. Yes. Um, for, at first for the New 52, and Jeff Johns had the Flashpoint event. Um, and honestly, what's kind of interesting, what, was, what this made me think about, was this actually served a really similar role that I didn't realize until today, where um, Flashpoint ends with the Flash who remembered stuff from this other universe for a while, giving Bruce Wayne a letter from his father, who was Batman in that universe. Mm. This is kind of a flashpoint. It truly yeah. is. It's like a new flashpoint story. Yeah. And that led to the launch of New 52. And then when um, they got to kind of reset things again during Rebirth, um, Johns came out with a large standalone issue called DC Rebirth that was basically a setup story sure for for everything that was to come um and that was it was a it's a big like oversized issue um that i think established quite a bit of what all the other titles were going to launch for yeah. my guess is that ultimate universe is going to feel like that i'm sure it will be filled with data pages i'm sure i'm sure yeah, i could see but that. i also feel like it will have some sort of like ongoing narrative that's yeah. that's setting things up even if it's told from a <clears throat> shield operative or a scientist or honestly like roberto da costa like getting mm-hmm. information from his father and tracking what's going on with these new ultimates for like who knows what it will be but i my guess is that it's going to feel something in that vein yeah i could see that and i would be really excited about that you know yeah. just kind of what they're planning on opening up with considering that they decided to have this be its own separate thing versus Ultimate Invasion issue five, you know? Um, Or naming the whole thing Ultimate Universe or something like that that would get things going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's cool. Um, I think a lot of the things that I like about Ultimate Invasion are things that we will get into in a moment when we talk about the things that we liked about the Ultimate Universe and kind of what we're hoping for next. Um, So... Why don't we take a minute and go into, uh, you know, we're nearing the end of September now, and we know that in about two and a half weeks' time or so, we're going to get more announcements from, from like, New, New York, York Comic, Comic Con. Con. Yeah. Um, so what do you <clears throat> think the slate is going to be, or what is your, um, this is realistic, but I want this. Yeah. Like, what, what do you feel about the upcoming slate? So I really want... Um, we know we're getting Ultimate Spider-Man written by Hickman, which yeah. I think is so cool. Um, I, 
I would love to go into issue one not knowing who Spider-Man is. That would be cool. That will not happen. No. But that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen this universe's Peter Parker. Yes. We've already known that that spider got taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me wonders if... Not that I'm just trying to speculate on what's going to happen. I'll answer your question for real. But I do wonder if, like, Dr. Doom is now going to slightly reverse what the maker did. Mm. And now almost try to, like, create these hero origin stories. That would be interesting. Like, I'm curious if cool that's idea. it and it's still going to be Peter and all that. But I could also see a complete zag and it being something totally wild. Um, I, one of the things that I was thinking of today... I would be very interested in almost like a new Avengers book. Mm -hmm. Maybe written by Hickman, maybe written by someone else that was essentially about these controlling families, almost kind of like a, a a mortal X-Men like quiet council book. Okay. But about essentially these like high table places Mm -hmm. and what their operations are. Um, I felt like they introduced a lot of interesting characters and versions of characters that I would like to see more of. Okay. Um, I don't know if that will be like a round one book because I think that's like, those are some deep, deep cut potatoes. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I don't, and I know you and I have talked about this, a book I don't need to see is Ultimate X-Men. Right. I really, I really don't need it. Okay. I, I really don't need a version of that right now with everything else that's going on in X-Men. Like, mm-hmm. unless it's radically different, unless it's following the Rasputin family, mm-hmm. like, that's an, an ultimate X-Men book that I would read. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to see a Ultimates book with a strong writer doing something very bold with those characters and not just an MCU clone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with so that. So those are some of my takes. What about you? Um, so actually, one of the things that popped into my head is I agree with you. I, I don't need to see an Ultimate X-Men. I feel like it's coming because... It's X-Men. It, it's X-Men, and I think at least... Right now, Ultimate Fantastic Four seems to be off the table with three of the members being apparently deceased and... And the other one being the Dr. Other one Doom. Being Dr. Doom. I, an <laughs> Ultimate Fantastic Four book seems off the table. So I'm left to think, like, what are what's left? Like, the major, you know, team-centric mm-hmm. books, whatever. So I think Ultimate X-Men is coming. Now, the thing that would really excite me about that is... Uh, I had a flash in my brain of an alternate universe in Hickman's Avengers run where the Illuminati are on a different earth and the Statue of Liberty is Magneto instead of what we recognize. And so I would be interested in an ultimate X-Men book if it was wildly like just kind of wicked like Magneto is like the guy, you know? Like, I would be interested in that. Like, if it's uh, Charles Xavier recruits these young mutants and they're living in a mansion and those kind of things, even with, like, the character beats being a little different, you know, like, that's still, it's too similar for me. Like, I don't want that, yeah. you know. 
we have these conversations about the Krakoan era ending. Like, mm-hmm. what do I not want? You know, well, I don't really care about that in an alternate universe, you know. But if they did something where it's like Magneto or Apocalypse or something yeah. like that, it, like building a new team of X-Men, you know, like I would be interested in seeing where that goes. That I would be. Any, yeah. Anything like that, yes. I think what made me excited about Ultimate Invasion ending this way is that it made me realize, oh shit, like it's actually going to be weird Mm -hmm. and it's going to be high concepts and high sci-fi and high like political thriller. Yeah. Um, in a way that my cynical mind was thinking they were going to reset it Mm -hmm. to essentially a modern Marvel universe. And it's like, it doesn't feel that way. Right, right, right. And I think that's how I feel about this whole thing. It's like, I think that they're, they have to find a balance, like people better at all of this stuff than me have mm-hmm. to find a balance of like, we want new readers to understand this is a new universe is a good starting point, but also like, we don't want it to just be like, here's everything yeah. vanilla from scratch. Because you, know you can I mean? read those books. Yeah. Like you can read those books every month still. Yeah. Right. So I want things that are weird. I do you know? too. And so one of the one of the things that popped into my mind, I'm trying to think beyond, you know, the you know, the um the vanilla choices. And I think that something I'd like is like a, a an ultimate Doctor Strange that's like just weird. Yeah. You know, and like I'm thinking about what I wanted from multiverse of madness and some of these variant strange as being really weird mm-hmm. and just kind of you know, all these dark things happening and stuff. Like I want some of that kind of stuff. Um, I would be down for like an ultimate daredevil where he's not like, he's not so good. Like if he was a little more ethically like compromised and stuff, you know, like, um, some of these kind of off the wall choices, but you can do them in this universe, you know? Yeah. Um, a kind of like a defenders team, you know a uh, defenders level team that's like starting to put together oh hey i think america is being influenced by yeah. like giant entities from sure. other nations would be really cool sure. yeah. like almost like yeah almost like this underground kind of like rebellious movements that yeah. you have these street level heroes in i almost want some more of those like smaller level like i almost want like ultimate moon knight you know, and for it to just be weird and mm-hmm. wonky and like he's teaming up with Luke Cage and Iron Fist and just weird things are happening on the street level. You know? Love it. Um, that would be really exciting yeah. for me because I feel like they're what is exciting about all this is it seems very clear that, yes, it's called the new ultimate universe, but we are not trying to just repeat what happened 23 years ago. No, it doesn't. There feels no evidence of that at all. In fact, it seems like decidedly different Mm -hmm. Um, and even different than what it obviously it feels so much closer to what Hickman was trying to do by the time he got control of the title Mm -hmm. and was introducing a lot of like um, South Asian conflict. Mm -hmm. And it does feel like a continuation of that and like a modernization, but that was so exciting yeah and so different and and became much more like what they were describing at the end of this book seemed like a similar landscape to to east of west yeah yeah yeah. Um, 
and and that al- popped into my mind allowing things to get that level of alt history america mm-hmm. corporate entities vying for control of the common man but yeah. this first book that's coming out is still like the ultimate common man's hero ultimate mm-hmm. spider like that's that's very exciting to me oh yeah, yeah. like seeing these families like you know all these people in charge talking about maybe we split you know all of these whatever it's very reminiscent to me of the the republic of texas and the uh the state of new orleans and and those kinds of things from east of west and an east of west-esque book in a marvel universe would be so bonkers what i just think is so exciting and it's just this is this is neither here or there but like once again like it just becomes an exploration of people that think they know better mm-hmm. setting something into motion that they can't control. Yeah. And um, I think with those things being at the theme of a of a new Marvel universe starting, like, I think that's a good place to start. I think that's a really good place to start um, in kind of this just very anti-fascist way, mm-hmm. in a very unique way. Um yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, <clears throat> as a whole, and I don't know if this is just like, I'm in such comic brain right now with like, Fall of X and and um, this launching, God's launch, and just so many things. But it's like, as a whole, like as a, what is Ultimate Invasion as a collected entity on your shelf? Like, not much. Yeah. Like, and I think that's something that as a, as a arc four issue story, like it's not, it's not complete. Yeah. It's not, it's not complete. It, it, it fulfills its promise, I guess, of like starting a new universe, but it's like, and I know you and I are big time advocates of Inferno. Mm -hmm. And I think when Inferno ended, a lot of people felt like this is not fulfilled. Okay. This yeah, is not, I, a, this is not, a, this is not a complete story. This is not a complete thing. I did not feel that way with Inferno. Those four issues for me felt like a complete arc of that moment, at least, or at least a thematic arc yeah. of Moira, Magneto and Xavier failing because of their mistrust of, of others and their manipulation of others with specifically with destiny and mystique. Like that felt like a a fruition, but I feel like a lot of the, not even complaints, a lot of, and this is where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to just protect our boy because he doesn't need protection, but it's like any criticisms or like, man, I wish this could be blah, blah, blah about ultimate invasion. I feel like come from the same, like, hype machine that inferno felt like on this end does this make sense at all or am i or am i sounding crazy like i think so um why don't we why don't i ask you in simplest terms do you now having read the complete ultimate invasion four issue mini Mm -hmm. do you feel like it works do you feel like it succeeds do you feel satisfied with oh my gosh this four series four issue series is coming out this fall it's going to set up this whole thing. I'm so excited for months on end. It's now complete. You've read the final page. Do you feel like it worked for you? Yeah. 
I think it did. And I think, like, obviously you and I just talked about it for 30 minutes where it's, like, <laughs> like clearly excited for what comes next. Clearly excited for um, whether that's the passing of the baton or just him heralding in this new era. Like, it worked. It worked for me with that. I think it just doesn't feel like... Like, it's not a complete story, but it's also not supposed to be. And I think that that's it versus, like... I do kind of, I I just always kind of wish anything that has a certain title and is numbered a certain way. This is, this is dumb. And this is like, just like liking, liking the numerology of it, liking the, like the being able to slot it on a shelf nature. Like I, I do wish that it had a bit more of like a concrete ending Mm -hmm. instead of just feeling like a launch point. Um, But I also know how he has proven himself as a storyteller of like it's going to keep going so i don't know what about you do you think that you would feel differently about it had they like say this afternoon yeah launched announcements for the entire rest of the line like do you feel like some of how you feel about it is hinged on the fact that we know something's coming but we still don't know what it is no i don't think so i think um I think even if they just announced today Ultimate Universe number one in in November, I'd still feel satisfied because this still felt <laughs> exciting. Okay. I, I definitely feel, that being said, like I definitely feel more excited knowing that he's going to be doing an Ultimate Spider-Man ongoing yeah. in this. Like my, my stock in the Ultimate Universe and in my understanding of this issue jumped considerably knowing that. Mm. Would you say the same for you? Like, um, or how do you how do you feel? Do you feel satisfied with this? Do you feel let down? Like, I think I feel satisfied, but I I definitely am not quite on the high that I hoped I would be on. Same. That's a um, fair way to put it. I think it sets up a lot of really cool things. It's I find it very bold. I find it very weird which I really like. Like, that's kind of what I want from this whole thing. Like, if you couldn't tell from what I was talking about earlier, like, I just want weird yeah. with this universe. You know, like like you said, I don't need brand new Spider-Man again. I don't need brand new X-Men again. Like, I'm I'm totally trusting in, in writers and artists to come up with something really awesome and bold, you know. But, like, there, there are things, like, what is going to make... Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man different from Bendis's because yeah. Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man is amazing and beloved for a reason. So I want this universe to be weird. So I appreciate the boldness that is Ultimate Invasion, but you know, you and I had the um kind of the notion that this was going to be a sort of hoxpox in uh we're going to set up rules, we're going to set up like this is what you can expect as like the groundwork, you know? And I think in some ways this did a really great job of it, but I think this is something that for me is going to probably look better with time because I think for me, it would be helpful to know what's coming next. You know what I mean? Because right now it's just, those were a cool four issues, but now what? You know what I mean? And so I I don't know, because I think the thing is when I was reading house and powers for the first time, I didn't know what was coming. 
Now, I knew that there was a box of a hundred issues sitting in the next room waiting for me, but I didn't know that there was a Marauders and an X-Force and a yada, yada, yada. So for me, I'm just sitting there with issues of Hawks Pox being blown away by several just issues in a pocket, you know, reading an issue, setting it down and being like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever read, you know, and that's not to say that Ultimate Invasion needed to, like, repeat lightning in a bottle no. or anything. But I will say that I found much of this mini to be very cool. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily, like, knocked on my ass by these four issues. But, you know? And I think, I so I reread, and did you reread everything this week of Ultimate Invasion? I've read each issue twice, okay. but I did not reread them this week. Rereading everything so close together... I think the high of that first issue Mm -hmm. is still so real. Okay. I think that first issue just, just rips. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's so good. Yeah. And the high, honestly, they could have put out just that issue and then said, guess what? Here comes, um, like, Hickman's writing Ultimate Spider-Man after that and it would have been all in. Sure. That would have been um, enough for me too, yeah. I, I think the high of that first issue and the promise <clears throat> of that first issue still is the best. Yeah. Um, I think, to me, these other three issues are really good, but it, it truly is it's an Ultimate Iron Man story. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, it is I think so. And I think it probably could have been, it probably was written in a pitch as an Ultimate Iron Man story. Mm-hmm as like a setup for something or an ultimate doctor doom or something, something like that. Like it just, I guess what I'm saying is like <clears throat> the other three issues exist apart from the first issue mm-hmm. that I think is, is awesome. And what I wanted and the other three start to begin to form like the backbone of it. And so, yeah. so they exist in that way intentionally, but I'm curious to see if it's going to start to feel more like, ultimate invasion number one was the true catalyst ultimate invasion two through three were the howard stark iron lad kang origin story ultimate universe one will be its own thing i'm curious if it's going to start to feel much more like tiny little anthologies yeah and like smaller pocketbooks like because i don't think i i calling it right now hickman's not going to write more than 10 to 12 issues of ultimate spider-man there's no way maybe he writes five to six interesting that's my that's my that's my take i could be so wrong i just i just do not see him doing that in the same way where where he has said like marvel's not paying me to write, to write ongoing so yeah, yeah, like, yeah and so just just with that in mind like i just wouldn't be surprised if the ultimate universe in some ways Riley like follows the Disney plus model mm-hmm. of like, like instead of having a book come out, it's like, cool. We ended ultimate Spider-Man up next. Sure. Up next. And like, just starts to almost like trickle things out. And I wonder if that two year timetable was put on purpose. Like if that's how long <laughs> this experiment will last. That's an so, interesting thought. So I guess those that are just it has some, a time. It has end. it has a timed end of two years when 
the Maker and Howard and Kang will reemerge, and what heroes will we have within two years? Sure. Like, I think that's a fascinating idea. <clears throat> um, I think the one thing that would be a drawback of that is like, how do you get people really invested in a thing that's so episodic, you know, when there's so much fatigue right now of like, there's another show out that's only six episodes. Like, I don't know. I might just skip that one. You know, totally. like how do you get people invested in the long term if they're going to get really stoked on this book, but it's only eight issues long and then it's over, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I think it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, Marvel, especially with, with X books, with some other spinoffs, like they've definitely been doing the minis more and more. Yeah, they've been and enjoying so those. I just wouldn't be surprised if that's happening. Um, Al Ewing, in his in his newsletter that comes out weekly, he was talking about Immortal Thor, which issue two came out today. You and I have not read that yet, but he was talking about how it's it's harder and harder to even get a five issue run at something mm-hmm. with how sales are going. Let alone trying to say something's going to hinge on a fifty issue epic. Right, and he was. So I just I just think that's really interesting, and even as these like Fall of X books are coming out, and some of these long running X titles are, you know, still continuing in some shape or form. Like, I'm I'm just curious what their return what their return is on that, and if and if having smaller little number ones with an exciting ultimate title in the front that go together nicely mm-hmm. in the same way that like Flashpoint and the dc new 52 books did like no one has truly been able to replicate that sure that new 52 success in the comic sales world um so i don't know i'm excited it's it's fun to talk about it was cool i was talking to a coworker today um shout out to nito who um who's been collecting comics longer than us but uh, he's he's not read stuff for a while or he's he's very specifically i think he's reading slot spider-man again okay um and I was telling him about Ultimate Invasion, and he's like, oh, no, like, well, they're bringing it back. I'm like, no, 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 they're bringing it back, but, like, the maker is doing it. He's like, sorry, what did you say? Like, (laughs) the maker stole Illuminati tech and is rebooting his own universe where he's manipulating and seeing this man's face light up, and he's like, when does this start? I'm like, oh, the, the first part ends today, and then it's like... He couldn't have been more thrilled to, to run to his store and buy for it. So it's like, I part of me feels like that's who this ultimate line is also targeting, mm-hmm. is the people who were a little younger than we are now when the first line of Ultimates came out. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's Ultimate Invasion 4. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? I'm excited to reread Ultimate Invasion, the four issues, in like six months. And just see how it feels with the benefit of like a little bit of time. Whatever we have with it, yeah. I will say one one thing, though, is I am not a huge fan of Hitch's art. Yeah. But this issue is full of several splash pages that are very very cool super cool i don't love his just his the faces and just in general it's just not it's not me it doesn't it doesn't fit me well but there are several like 
you know, both pages spreads and it's awesome. Like the art in this book is pretty sick. I will also say, and then we can move on, is that he Hickman ends this issue with a letter from a father to a son telling him all you have to do is win when we have seen the opposite of a daughter giving her father a letter saying all you have to do is not lose right and that was at the end of a universe and this is at the beginning of a universe and that's pretty sick that is very sick um so that was a thought that i had when i was reading that all right we are back and we are going to um shift gears a little bit it's uh, iron man time it's baby. iron man time which is funny because we've been talking about iron man for like 40 minutes that's true but a different iron man we're now talking back in 616 mm-hmm. talking about the invincible iron man we're talking about duggan's iron man um during fall of x and today riley was the monumental wedding of tony stark and emma frost, emma frost. sorry i mean hazel hazel hazel, hazel grace hazel i don't remember hazel <laughs> um, grace hazel grace is the fault in our stars <laughs> <laughs> what a crossover that's that would be crazy that would be the most wild crossover and the green goblin is yeah. there too yeah um so this is the second half of that like dual cover, dual cover. yeah that's wedding. been uh that's kind of been solicited a lot you know yeah with all with all of the x-men present at the wedding and all, and the, all the avengers, avengers present at the wedding and it is a it's a small Vegas ceremony. <laughs> and With, the, like, a whole one guest. Yeah, and that's the guest they're trying to psychically murder. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Emma Frost and Tony get married. They kind of do, like, a bit of a, um, like, vantage point switch mm-hmm. where we see uh, Tony's version of what happened in the X-Men issue. Yes. And then continues from there. With some additional like additional knowledge and stuff, um, you know. Yeah. At first I was a bit irritated. Like I feel like I've read these pages before. Yeah. But it has additional dialogue um, but, and some inside and yeah. So the the synopsis for this one is basically Emma and Tony get married. They have Fei Long at their wedding. They infiltrate his mind. They successfully manipulate him into coming to the wedding. Yes. He's the only guest. Yes. And they're able to, <coughs> even they, considering that he has side blocker technology yeah, and all through. these things, they find a way through. They the two that, of them are able to come together to find a way to do it. They learn that he is the child of mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just kind of a sad boy because he didn't have powers. Um, I didn't, long. I didn't need boy. that for him. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It was just one of those where I'm like, ah. I'm just kinda like the more I learn about Fei Long, like it's it's totally good, but I kinda just like him being just just an asshole. It's, it's so, just yeah, yeah for just me one it's more neither piece. here nor there. It just um, kinda passes under the under the bridge for me, I guess. They don't kill him. No. Emma and Tony are having a good time. It's not really it's it is not a romantic relationship. No. And it does I don't think it will be is my guess. Do you think it might be? I th- I think the chances of it are not zero. It's not zero. <laughs> chances are not zero. Like, I don't I don't think that I don't think it's definitely going to happen, yeah. but I think that they're going to like 
I think that they might let Duggan might actually yeah. plant a little bit okay. of like legitimate feelings yeah. into this, if only for the sake of entering in the whole new thing of like there's been an argument for years of like the Avengers don't do shit while yeah. my people are which is true hurt you know which is true <laughs> totally yeah. true and I think this is more laying the groundwork of the idea that like the Avengers and the X-Men are united in a way that they've never kind of been before yeah. I don't think that it will end in a long lasting relationship with these two people and I don't think I need that no. to happen anyway but I do like the idea of injecting a like Tony oh. Stark telling the others like no we've been wrong yeah like we let these people get murdered and hurt you haven't checked out uncanny avengers yet have not you? yet no so basically last week something happens and cap gets injured by captain krakoa mm-hmm. and um all the all the mutants on the team decide that they're like cap you're not leading this team like we're doing it you're still not doing enough and mm. then s- someone someone tries to argue like like how dare you go against Captain America? And I'm like, no, like (laughs) too little, too late, old man. Like, like way to go, but also back off. Yeah. Let rogue Um, lead. Like let rogue lead. Let that's a good t-shirt. Let rogue lead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it was an interesting issue. It was a fine issue. Um, honestly, my favorite part of the issue, Riley, and someone who keeps coming up as, the scary MVP of the Duggan X books is Willie Fitz, the kingpin. Um, there is a moment earlier on in this book where Rhodey, that, that was a cool setup. I, that, like I that. love yeah. that whole sequence. Um, Rhodey is in prison and he gets a phone call. It's from Iron Man. They both think that the other called, which is how they realize it's a setup for, for Rhodey to get attacked. And, um, that's when they realize that Rhodey has some protection from Sandman and the living laser who Kingpin has installed in there. And then it flashes back and Iron Man and Emma Frost have to ask the Kingpin for help. And it's just so great. What I'm, what I'm really hoping this will lead to, and I know it's not is like a clash, a true clash of favors between mother righteous and Kingpin, Mm. (laughs) which all bets are on Willie. Um, He's great. He's so He's imposing so and so I scary love, while still Wilson being an face. ally. Yeah. I like how so many people need him right now. And even yeah. while he is sad about his wife who is stuck in a rough book. Sorry, I mean I meant Realm of X. Um <laughs> it's he's still he's still in charge. He's mourning. Yeah. And he's still like, know, I'm he's, fine. He's fine. It's Homie true. hasn't mentioned oh. her in a few issues now. He's fine. He's it's, doing what he really loves. It's, which is controlling the world and now being like having a new title attached to his name. Um, so it's cool. I'm, I, I'm really liking this Iron Man run. <laughs> I am too. I think it's working so well yeah, with, with like the X Men run. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's that's really kind of all I, I have to say about Iron Man is that it was it was cool. Um, I saw some people online very upset by the misleading covers about the wedding um and that's that's not dumb just enjoy it just yeah just enjoy it chill out covers lie i think i am really liking tony versus fei long 
like the the matchup <clears throat> of Tony versus Feilong is great because like Feilong and Tony are kind of like I, I I feel like they're on a level together that they should be enemies, you know, whereas if it was a Cyclops versus Feilong adversarial thing. Yeah, Cyclops like, would just that's win. That's cool, but like Feilong isn't a like mighty I'm the strongest I'm going to fight Cyclops kind of character, yeah. you know, and I like the fact that this has been like a battle of brain versus him and Tony, you know, Tony being at his lowest point fighting his alcoholism, having no money, no resources, his best friend is in jail and he can't do shit about it. I like the fact that Tony yeah. is having to like dig deep in order to, you know, make something like this happen where he and Emma Frost successfully manipulate Phalon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not completely convinced that that went completely I well for them yeah, either. I am agree. But I really do like the two of them against each other, you know, and like the first few issues, like there was a bunch of dialogue about like, I'm looking for a nemesis kind of thing. And he found it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel good about it too. I think it works. Um, I'm really curious. And obviously we still have a while till fall of X is over, but what the, um, what Iron Man becomes once fall of X is over again, because he kind of, it, this whole era, it fits into this very dark, timeline that's going on but Mm -hmm. i know some of his own stories have gotten somewhat Mm sidelined the past several weeks because of that so i'm curious to see when it goes back there but um but i'm enjoying it yeah i i think another like solid issue i like it a lot yeah Yeah. and i think it's cool that duggan is still getting to play with Phalong. i think so too you know he creates Phalong Uh x-men issue one yeah which came out two years ago three years ago now 2020 summer no summer 21 okay yeah. Yeah, and he's still playing with them. I like that a lot. You mm-hmm. know, I think he's doing great with that character. It's just it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I'd care. I think is the thing. I remember talking to someone at a comic shop and that's what we both said. We were like, made us care about Iron Man. Yeah. In a way where I want to read that book. Yeah. Um I like Iron Man yeah. in Avengers books. But yeah. I don't necessarily like seek out standalone standalone iron man Man book you know but i like this a lot it's cool it's cool it it feels like it fits well into the x books it does like i'm having to bend my you know whatever to make this fit you know the pieces aren't there but i'm gonna try to shove it in place i like this it's cool yeah same yeah well cool that's uh so that's our that's our iron man discussion um and now back to our regularly scheduled programming so back to ultimates um I have read every single Ultimate book. Um, Ultimates, Ultimate X-Men. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there a single issue out there that has the ultimate word on the cover that you have not read? Like, are you telling me that you're a completionist? Or are you saying, like, I have, you know, without, like... No, I was I I I was a completionist for the Ultimates universe. That's sick. Um, That's I did a that. Lot. That's that, dedication. That was a lot. That was right, right before and right after Leslie and I got married. That was when Marvel Unlimited first came out, and I read, I read everything. Did you guys know? I read that? everything up to. No, because I read past. I read everything up to um. 
what's it called when galactic cataclysm yeah and i know i think there was a few brief issues of a new series that started after cataclysm that i did not read so that's okay. that's all i haven't read um but i still find it yeah. so weird that ultimatum is like your all-time favorite event like that's just bonkers to me yeah that is that it's, is it um it's my favorite to read while on the toilet so i can compare what's the bigger shit <laughs> good job that was good well done um, good for you i so i gave riley a challenge and i know he has not read nearly as much as i have which i thought would be fun let's uh, talk about the ultimate universe and kind of say um what are three things that we like about it three things that we don't like so much and then kind of three hopes and we've we've already talked about a lot of our hopes mm-hmm. for it this new ultimate universe but um um yeah let's just kind of alternate turns on on what we like start with the good okay let's start with let's always start with the good all right uh okay my first one um these are less specific because as you said i have not read that much of the ultimate universe i've read a chunk but i've not taken on a couple of the events i've not done fantastic four x-men um but one of the things, the first thing that I think is great about the Ultimate Universe is that it's not bound by continuity. You can completely just do your thing. You can just go for it. And I think that's sick. I think it's ballsy. So I'm going to add to that. And I think one of the big things that I put was also um, bold world impacting ripples and consequences. Mm-hmm. Like that universe did some crazy things. And they stuck with it. Yeah. Like, people did not come back from the dead. Cyclops was dead. Wolverine was dead. Magneto was dead. Xavier was dead. Like, um, Doctor Strange got his head destroyed. Daredevil died. Like, like so many things. And um, a lot of times Ultimatum gets, like, the the blame for... Not the blame for that. But I think that was when it started doing some exciting, exciting things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the books that came after that, like it gets to my favorite run of the ultimates, which is when Hickman is writing it. Mm-hmm. It gets to allowing miles Morales to exist. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's cool. And it also allowed its world to get stranger. Yeah. Um, in, in a way that you can't necessarily in six, one, six. Well, actually, you know, I know that I just took my turn, but that actually yeah, leads stop. me in my second thing. Um, it's my turn. I appreciate the fact that the ultimate universe, you can do things that may be considered too like controversial for yeah. 616. Um, do you have an example? Man, just like characters being way, way, way different than their other counterparts. Yeah. You know, that like, even in something like ultimate Spider-Man, like some of the, you know, the green goblins, like the character design, the origin, the, you know, all of the things that they're up to is just vastly different from what you might know or expect from the main universe. Um, just everything is just so different, you so, know? Um, so I'll kind of say mine on top of that. Cause I think it adds is it's like there, I love how when the ultimate universe is done well, it remixes storylines mm-hmm. and characters yeah. in, in where it still references that. So I think the biggest thing for me is like, Green Goblin, obviously, the physical appearance is there, mm-hmm. making him kind of more of a monstrous Hulk tied to the Oz mm-hmm. superhuman formula. But what Ultimate Spider-Man did with the symbiotes and how they made it tied to Peter's dad and how 
the death of Gwen Stacy was also a carnage story. Yeah. Um, is so cool. Yeah. And is done in such a way that just brought a lot of new life to those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, just truly like remix those elements in a way that was (laughs) fresh and shocking and, and kind of like redeemed some classically hated storylines. Like, Mm -hmm. like it did a clone saga that was sick. Mm -hmm. It did a new version of like Craven's last time. Like it did different things like that. Um, some characters also get the shaft because of that. Mm. Um, like I think in ultimate Spider-Man, we finally meet like the ultimate universe's version of, um, who's it? It's like Mr. Sinister and a few others that are experimenting on cloak and dagger. Oh, right. Where it's like, it's like sinister, the leader and a few others. And it's like, that's all we see them for. And then they're gone and they're like the brain trust. And, um, um, so there's, there's obviously moments like that where I feel like the remix element, um oh man ultimate um ultimate legion and ultimate psylocke real real stinkers okay (laughs) like real real rough early on right um uh but some really cool cool remixes as well yeah i think i am i i'm like notorious for like kind of hating on a lot of millar's ultimate stuff because I feel like it was just a lot of the things in those books were just meant to be there for like shock value, you know, that there was almost like, I just want people to be shocked by this, you know, but I do appreciate like the balls to make a character like Captain America be a real piece of crap. (laughs) They're they're really awful. Yeah. They're all really awful. And so I think, I appreciate just the guts that it takes to do it. Yeah. Even if I don't necessarily love that they do. So I'm going to read off, I think, my three things that I didn't like. And these are generalizations, not going into a whole lot. Is like one is the asshole ratio is extremely high. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's one of my And two. I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, rich superheroes superhero wicks in general like can be really bad people mm-hmm. but for a long while the only actually like redeemable hero in the ultimate universe was peter parker yeah regardless of what book he read mm-hmm. um and even the characters when they showed up in ultimate spider-man like that version of daredevil that version of shang chi that version of Iron, like they were not very heroic either sure um and so there was some fun versions um occasionally i think once once miles came around and i'm not sure if this was just bendis as a writer getting softer but like there starts to be a few more characters or even in the later peter era where you have iceman and human torch and kitty pride and those versions like there's a few more likable or like happier characters yeah that are not just mean, but it's like all the ultimate X-Men, like kind of all jerks to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, they are a paramilitary group of just super attractively ripped teens mm-hmm. that just are not great. Yeah. Um, and really, really don't shine. I just think that's it. I think besides ultimate Spider-Man, like no one's counterpart is ever better than their 616 yeah version or even or even comes close like yeah everyone's a downgrade um ultimate fantastic four is pretty fun um at least 
pretty early on it's a neat book and i think a very smart modernization of those characters um in a way that the unfortunate josh trank fantastic four tried to borrow a lot from and Mm -hmm. it didn't work but i would not be surprised if a lot of those origin elements like get borrowed again for whatever marvel remixes release the trank cut (laughs) (laughs) um so i i think that's probably one of my biggest like yeah like bummers which is already cool reading ultimate invasion is that like already this version of iron man seems different and a little lighter on his feet um and same with um dr doom reed richards which is my new favorite thing to say yeah so I guess that's it. Uh, asshole ratio, extremely high. And also going kind of what you're talking about with the Millar stuff. Um, there's a lot of shock value incel edgelord shit that I really don't like. Yeah. Especially Ultimatum and Ultimates 3 is like, I'm really, I'm really grateful that you haven't read it, but I also like wish you would read this um, just because there are some things where decisions come out of nowhere people say foul things people are all of a sudden traitors like violence is happening sex is happening gore is happening just mean mean people doing mean things um and it just does not work and then after ultimatum happens and they kind of relaunched the stuff surrounding ultimate spider-man's death that are in the other books is is a lot of nonsense Mm. Um, and there's a lot of just weird decisions in writing and editorial and characters and art um, that does not work. Um, so if I I don't need that. Yeah. And I really hope that doesn't happen again. <clears throat> yeah. Because that was, that was not a fun read. And it, honestly, it feels like some of that were individuals taking the wrong idea from stuff like walking dead and Mm. invincible and being like, no, this is, this is what people like to read. Right. Like we can, anyone can die at any point. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it just doesn't age well. It doesn't age well at all. And so that's the thing. Like for me, I completely understand when someone is like, I love the ultimates because I read it as it was coming out. It is, a kind of reactionary to 9-11 into that kind of headspace that people were in, you know? But I read it as a 27-year-old yeah. in 2021, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, I'm just, I'm reading this omnibus, like, I hate all these characters. Like, they make me feel gross, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Ant-Man just, like, beat the shit out of his wife and is unrepentant about it. Captain America is, like you know like misogynistic and it's just like this stuff doesn't age very well at all you know like the world changes in real life you know and the world isn't the same as it was 20 years ago and those kind of things but also it's like i don't there's no re-read factor in this for me you know when none of the characters are likable they're all like ethically on the wrong side of a lot of things you know it's just how do you get people excited about that kind of thing? You know, it's it's difficult to want to digest something if 
all of the characters exist to just be edgy and to make weird decisions and to just kind of do it because you can't in 616. I think one of the things that has made it age even more poorly is that you compare what Bendis was starting to do with the new Avengers and in modernizing those characters and making, I would say, even bolder choices with them, with the roster, with threats, and seeing that that has aged really well. Mm-hmm that those decisions have worked and that they were able to modernize those characters and still have like ethically dubious confrontations Mm -hmm. between cap and iron man between spider woman and the scrolls like all of these things that were still like you could still have characters that were at odds and still have characters that weren't we're not arguing for a black and white morality system but there's also still something where it's like why are we reading these books are we reading these for a dissection are we reading these for an interpretation and like obviously like i'm here for that i like ultimates and ultimates too i think much more than you um and i think i like it in a way where for me it's not the edgelordiness but it's like i i am impressed with the remixing of those characters to try to make them more grounded yeah. in a, in a, in a, as a paramilitary organization yeah, totally. in, in the early two thousands. Like yeah. to me, I'm impressed with how they made that work. And I, I especially really am fond of ultimates Two, mm-hmm. where they bring in Loki, where they bring in the Asgardians, when they start to get a little bit more Marvel-y classic yeah. Marvel while still trying to tie it to this modern era. Um, I think that's really fun. I did like um, Ultimates 2 a lot more than I, the first. I like I think Ultimates 1 is very pretty to look at. Yeah. Because of some of those cinematic Brian Hitch artwork that set the stage, I think it's a very loose story. Um I think Ultimates 2 is pretty like pretty phenomenal with what it was able to pull off and it kind of it kind of serves as a counter to itself too. Mm-hmm. Like all of the threats in Ultimates 2 are ones that they created by sure. being the ultimates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of, that sums that's, up the, I think the so. bad list for me. Yeah. No, I think me too. I think my last, did I have a last one? thought I did. My last one was, oh, dude. Okay. I think this will make sense. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of inconsistent handoffs of characters. Okay. Um, and by that I would mean anytime Bendis got them, they were great. And anytime they were in some other books, they weren't as much. Mm. The Kitty Pride that we read in Ultimate Spider-Man feels a lot different when she's an X-Men. Um, I don't think that's a fault on Bendis because I think anytime he got the characters, like when the X-Men cameo in Ultimate Spider-Man... Yep they are better for it sure um but fantastic ultimate fantastic four they it changed writers a lot and it showed um ultimates you get like tone whiplash you get such tonal whiplash and the characters just get consistency whiplash mm. there's a lot of times where it does really feel like i'm like i don't know if they read the books that came before this right. like i really don't know that's a shame um and that's a real shame and some of the interactions with characters, it feels like there were some decisions where it's like they wanted it to just be 616 stories, but with their younger. 
Um, so that didn't work. Um, Ultimates and Avengers and all of those really suffer um, between handoff of characters where, especially when you're reading through all of it in a mass go, it is, it is so all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've felt that a little bit. I know we've talked about it a bit on here of like Duggan leaving Marauders and the Marauders falling into other hands, like just wasn't, wasn't great for me. Um, wasn't great for seeing where some of those characters went. And I even just think of someone like, um, like Zeb Wells leaving Hellions Mm -hmm. and now the Hellions kind of being scattered to the wind and some people trying to like recapture some of that and it just not really working. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still a chance you'll see those characters elsewhere. So it doesn't an ultimate universe. Like when you saw those characters being mishandled, like that was the only version that you were seeing and like their story was now like completely marred by that. Sure. So hopefully something that this new ultimate universe won't repeat. And I think that's a great part to talk about. What are you hopeful for? What are you hopeful for in this new ultimate universe? Well, I think the biggest thing that I'm hopeful for is synergy is kind of going off of what we were just talking about. Like (coughs) the thing that I was most hopeful for was that, and it still may be the case that this ultimate line that we don't, we don't know what they are yet, but we're going to get say five books or something. I would love to see them take the experiment that is the X office and use it for something else and use it for this new ultimate universe that these five writers are on zoom calls every once in a while this is what i'm doing this is what you're doing cool this is how we can work it together right and that it doesn't just feel like there's just five more books on the rack for me to buy yeah you know that like there's this whole new like there's a synergy with these writers like i would love to see that it would just make this whole new reboot like work for me because i think for a lot of people that are older than us or even some that maybe our age you're gonna have to prove that there's a reason you're rebooting this universe yeah like what for why are you doing it just because you need new new readers to come in because that's of course i want that of course i want that you know ultimate spider-man issue one comes out in the year 2000 or whatever and people pick it up because I don't know how to read 600 issues of Spider-Man that exist, so let me just start with issue one. And I think that's great, you know? But people are going to ask, why does this universe exist? What made you decide to redo this now? So I want synergy. I want the writers to work together and make something sick. So on that same train of synergy, I want forward momentum. Mm. I want it to feel like these stories are, one, being great emotional impactful like action-packed stories issue to issue but i want to feel similar like i want to feel like why are these books worth it versus just picking up the main books that i want to see in a connected place because that's a fun thing to read these books for and long like long form storytelling Mm -hmm. i want to see momentum and whether that is the momentum of um we know we have two years until something happens sure we know we have this great looming threat of ultimate i don't want this but of ultimate galactus or of the illuminati from our 616 coming to like 
mess this up because like the maker still needs to be stopped like right whatever that is i want to feel that momentum and so that will go into so forward momentum is mine but like you said like i want to feel that in every book i want to feel that i don't want to feel like one book is the throwaway Mm -hmm. um i want to feel like how i felt when I love how this whole like Dawn of X era is going to be like my nostalgia thing from here on out. But I want to feel like what it felt like when I was picking up all of those Dawn of X book one titles Mm -hmm. and I was seeing, oh my gosh, like they're doing, they're referencing the technology that was mentioned in Powers Mm -hmm. or like that character that was here is now appearing here. Like I want to see that. So on that other note, I want a vast conspiracy. I want a conspiracy of these like, familial heads of country and corporation i want to see the hints of them in whatever book we're reading i want to feel the threat of the rasputins i want to feel like the immortal hulk is this looming threat like i i want the characters that we met and spent time with for three issues to be planting the seeds of destruction sure um and whether that is just a shipping container that the new ultimate spider-man stumbles across while investigating something whether that is the case that ultimate matt murdoch is working towards about Mm -hmm. the sun gods like whatever it is i want to feel them slowly um in the background even if they're not present across all books yeah and i want to be able to place a timeline on that yeah i think that's great yeah yeah well, well, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's very close. Um, I guess the last point then is just like I want it to be hopeful. Yeah. Um, I I think leaving Ultimate Invasion, it ended on Howard telling Tony he needs to win mm-hmm. and he needs to fight for what's right. And yeah. vast corporations and conspiracies like should not run the common man yeah regardless of people like the maker and billionaires like the DaCostas and the Rasputins thinking that they can I feel like if you are doing a modern 2024 ultimate universe in the same way that the 2000s was a reaction to 9-11 like this is a reaction to everything that's going on in the world today sure and I I I want to see a story where the corporations are trying to control and the rest of the world is screaming no. Um, and to me, I feel like that is probably the most modern story of, of heroes that we could hopefully tell. Yeah, I agree. Well put. Thanks, man. I think that's been, that's the more that we've talked about it. That's the more that's sticking with me with this Yeah. and just starting to think about <clears throat> Hickman's collective work as a whole. Like, I, I just feel like that's what it continues to go towards. Yeah. Anytime people are telling you what the right thing to do is and believe they can choose for you, like it's, it's probably not it. It's fun to read. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, but it's also like, yeah. So, um, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Riley, what do we, what do we, what are we reading next week? Probably like, I don't know, like X Force or something. Um, actually, I think we might be. No, I'm kidding. Also, you need to catch up on X Force because I I cannot. Yeah, it's. One day I'll catch up. The on Rasputins. X-Force. The Rasputins are having a moment. Is all I'm saying right now. Uh, besides Magic, because she's in Realm of X. Sorry, Magic. Sorry, Magic. 
but you have a universal counterpart in Ultimate Invasion that's doing some hopefully some pretty sinister Dude. things. Uh, magic, magic stock has gone down the past mm. past few weeks. That's all I'm saying. That's sad. It's very sad because because yeah. our girl deserves better. Yeah. Our, yeah. Just reread Ten of Swords. You'll get some moments I, to. I I can't tell if can't tell if the team that's writing realm of x has read ten of swords and oh, knows who sad. magic currently is that's sad what a shame it's yeah tomorrow or next week rather yeah. we're reading gods issue one we're reading gods issue one which, which is, we've been stoked for for over is, a year it is a giant book it's huge it's huge um we're also gonna have a special guest to talk about gods with us do you remember Are we? Yeah. Who's, who's joining us for uh, gods leslie oh is she? my wife is going to join us to talk about gods issue one we might we might do you and i might have one first and then bring her on i don't know right. but um she's i've already gotten her to convince to be on it so sweet get ready for some god talk um that'll be sweet uh i'm officially yeah i mean i have a bible minor so i can run us in god talk that'll yeah. be good yeah so. cool I do not have a God minor. You don't have a, a God minor? minor or whatever no. it is. <laughs> a minor in biblical studies. Oh, I see. Yep. Okay. So, we're excited for God's. Yeah. G-O-D-S, sorry. Read Shield. Read Shield. We'll probably talk about Shield a little bit. I will not be able to convince Leslie to read Shield before next week. Maybe. But, no. Read Shield. Prep for God's. Read Shield. Prep for God's. Um, yeah. Comics. Lots of good stuff out right now. Good comics. We'll be back soon. Bye.